let me introduce Sergey. Sergey is an entrepreneur from Sweden, my home country, and he founded Bitrusil. And I talked to him a few days ago, and he had a lot of interesting things to say about his experience from spending time in El Salvador a few weeks ago. And um, I asked if he could invite some some other uh, entrepreneurs that also have been uh, in El Salvador on the ground and uh, have some hands-on experience from how it looks like, how it feels like, basically what is the environment in El Salvador now, going there to set up a Bitcoin business, at least a, a Bitcoin enabling business, lightning payments and things like that. We also have Nicolas, I think founder of Galloy Money and uh, Moritz, founder of Spectre Wallet and Rodrigo, he is country manager of El Salvador for uh, Bitrefill. Did we have anyone else that we were inviting here, or do you have everybody? We, we also have uh, uh, Alejandro, uh, entrepreneur and developer, and I think currently in, uh, on the ground in Salvador. Okay, so where do we start, guys? Uh, Sergey, do you just want to take the word, um, or should, should I start asking some questions? Maybe you should start. We're all really curious to, uh, to I'm, I'm an entrepreneur as well. Darwin is an entrepreneur and I'm not building anything on, on Bitcoin at the moment, but both Bitcoin and building something with Bitcoin and uh, in El Salvador is for sure at the top of my list. So yeah, I'm just super curious to hear uh, your experiences. And I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what, what's top of mind for you guys on this day. Well, today uh, is the day where, where the thing goes live, right? So this is top of mind. I think we, we're having a, we have a chat with uh, uh, in a group here with uh, Nicholas and Moritz and uh, some other people discussing, you know, what what the Shiva wallet will, what features it will have and not have, and what uh, features it will have and not have uh, uh, in terms of sending Bitcoin uh, and Lightning and things like that. And, yeah, I was just out for lunch uh, for an hour, so I don't know what uh, the latest uh, news is. Uh, I think uh, maybe somebody can, can summarize what, what we know so far. I think Nicolas oh, is the yeah. best informed guys. Uh, like, Nicola, what's what's going on? Because we have a bet, because we were traveling together in El Salvador and we all ran into each other and we were having a bet on um, what the Chivo wallet can actually do. And like some people said, it will be just a, an app to download and there will be just $30 and nobody can do anything with it. You just have a screen with $30. And some people say, okay, it's only on-chain. But I think, Nicola, you have the best understanding of what, what the thing actually can do and what's going on there. They're not in the app store at the moment. They're trying to push it to the app store. What's going on there? Yeah, and I think I'm I'm losing the bet on Carlos. He's winning the bet, but um, <laughs> so the, <laughs> without going too much into this this bet. So it seems the app is only available on the Huawei store. So there is like three stores: there is a, uh, the Apple Store and the Play Store for typically most of the Android application. But Huawei is no longer part of the Play Store for some Chinese US uh, I guess uh, regulatory in our fight. And so there is a, a third store for Huawei dedicated phone. And my understanding is it's currently only being published on the Huawei store, which is why there is, you know, not a lot of people that, you know, can try it out yet. Um, 
My understanding is like, so the, the wallet have on-chain capability, so you can send on-chain and receive on-chain. Um, on the Lightning side, the only thing I saw so far is like you can receive on Lightning. Um, mm -hmm. It's unclear if you can send on Lightning. I, I, I guess you should, but you know, until we see it, um, we it, it, it's hard to know. Um, some of the things we saw actually, Sergey, so is that the fees? So there is fees if you send payment on chain, and the fees are being paid by you by the user. And so the assumption that you know there will be no fee in the wallet is, you know, I guess that will, and, and that is to be expected, right? That uh, on-chain fees, so the fees basically paid to the miner. Is... All right, Sergey, I have a question. Like, how is how is your experience as Bitrefill in in El Salvador so far? What is? Do you have any specific plans for for El Salvador? Um, give us a little. Um, Rundown of what's going on with Bitrefill in in, uh, in sure. El Salvador. I have, you have Rodrigo here, who is your country manager. Give us a little insight. What's 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 your reality on the ground setting up uh, the operations there? Yeah, uh, maybe I can start from a high level uh, and then uh, bounce to, to Rodrigo. Uh, I mean, from our side, we're trying to build a circular economy of, uh, of, of Bitcoin, right? Um, a world in which Bitcoin is being used as everyday money. And uh, I think with the latest uh, events in El Salvador, it makes it sort of the most, the best possible uh, uh, testing ground for things. It's a, it's a small country and the, the government is actively trying to help, uh, which is unusual for us. Uh, we're used to governments uh, trying to, to make things uh, uh, harder or at least more complicated, uh, and uh, and there is this uh, broad market incentive, uh, thirty dollars, and so for us it's a good opportunity to test uh, uh, to test uh, what uh, what the Bitcoin economy works uh, like at scale. You now, because usually uh, you know we're in a niche of a niche, right? Uh, Bitcoin is a niche uh, in in the, in the broader society and. Uh, within Bitcoin, there is a niche uh, of people that actually use Bitcoin for uh, for making transactions, uh, and so um, being in a niche of a niche is is, is hard. And we've been doing this for, for uh, almost seven years now, um, and this is the first time where we can actually try out uh, marketing to a broad uh, mainstream audience. Uh, and so there's a lot of uh, interesting learnings uh, to be had in El Salvador. I think uh, we went down there. Uh, uh, two of us and, uh, and Rodrigo uh, for uh, just under two weeks, and uh, uh, the amount of learnings uh, was incredible. Uh, and I would recommend to uh, to anyone in this channel to to take a trip to to El Salvador and uh, spend some time. You know, you meet uh, meet people that uh, uh, that uh, uh, that uh, use Bitcoin, but also regular people that uh, you know receive. Uh, Thirty-dollar airdrop uh, in this uh, uh, strange and obscure internet money from their uh, from their uh, uh, somewhat controversial presidents, um, and uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, there's uh, a lot of things to be learned, and uh, our attitude is primarily about learning. Um, in terms of practically, I mean, we're we're trying to. Uh, to, to make partnerships with uh, uh, with 
did I cut out or did he cut out? And he's gone. <laughs> Rodrigo, he's take over. <laughs> yes, um, I will. Fin I will finish his sentence. We are trying to make partnerships with uh, local actors here that are very broad. As Sergey was saying, we uh, this is a good opportunity for Bitterfield to reach out to a wider audience and not the specific uh, Bitcoin spending audience, as as everybody knows because of the law. So we are not really able to make anything official yet, but we are very excited about the partnerships that we are having. And um, I think that uh, regarding what is said about visiting El Salvador, I think that what what you have seen, and I think that Nicolas and Moritz can say this as well, that while they are in El Sonte to talk to the people and to see how excited they are about this and how it has actually changed their lives in, in a way that now they have this implicit financial education, then it's difficult to see how it's not going to spread out to the rest of the country in a way. I don't know if you agree, my friends, Nicolas and Moritz. I, I definitely do. It was a fantastic two weeks. We had one week in El Sante. Well, me personally, I had one week in El Sante and then one week um, with a lot of Bitcoiners in San Salvador where we had meetings with banks and, and investment promotion. And we decided at the end to set up the, the Bitcoin meetup in San Salvador, which you guys and uh, Nicola. And Nicola, like you're on the ground with, with the Bitcoin Beach Wallet and um, you're really, you have this little map. Like, like I think you can, Actually, like the listeners, if you want, you can try the Bitcoin Beach Wallet also. You can download it and sign up with your local number. I don't know if Nicola actually likes this or not, but you have this little map in there and, you, and a great education feature. And I like sometimes I check into the Bitcoin Beach Wallet and I see all these new pins there. How's, how's growth at the Bitcoin Beach Wallet and what are your next plans? Is, is anything uh, coming up there, Nicola? Yeah, um, you know, today we just... Uh, uh, First thing is to know if this is what, you know, I'm looking to like, there's a table right I'm lighting a lot because we, the first question is like, you know, uh, can, can people transact between the table wallet and, and the Bitcoin Beach wallet, for instance, and can it be done for free? Um, because I think it's, it's key, right? If we don't have lightning, then I guess there would be a lot of scaling challenge. So, and, and it seems we will have lightning, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. But so on our side, we, we currently have about 35,000 users on the wallet um, and about 160 merchants uh, accepting Lightning with our wallet. Most of them are small merchants, uh, typically the ones that are, you know, one to maybe three people working in a, in a place. So it, it may typically be a restaurant or like a chamber. Um, I, I guess there is a lot of work to do on uh, having larger merchants that accept uh, Lightning, and I'm sure Bitrofield is working on that. Um, and our, our goal currently, so we initially started the Bitcoin Beach Wallet about uh, a year and three months ago, now, you know, just as an experiment. And now it's, it's gone, you know, beyond our, our capacity, so we are actually trying to spin off the project and, you know, let it run on its own. So we are currently having a CEO to uh, to, to actually manage the, the wallet in, in the country, um, which is something quite exciting. So this is great. So you're spinning out Bitcoin uh, Beach Wallet to be a local company for the local El Salvadorians, and you will customize the Bitcoin Beach Wallet really for El Salvador. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it is to is is really to have a wallet for the you know for the country, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Or 
the people that want to use it in, in the country at least. Okay, that's great. So, like recently, like you you certainly read the regulation which came out in, in great detail. And one thing which was very interesting for me as as the co-founder here at Spectre is like that the banks or like the the companies who offer custody services they have to back every Bitcoin coin they hold for clients in custody they have to back with US dollars. Is that correct? Uh, I'm not a lawyer. I can just uh, say what I understood uh, from this uh, regulation, which seems to be very harsh on banks. So the first question is who, uh, you know, who, who should be under such regulation? Right? Is it only banks? Is it the regulated banks? Is it all the wallet? Is it the custody wallet? Like there's a lot of uh, question mark first about who, you know, should this regulation apply to? Um, we don't know on our side, like if it should apply to us or not, for instance. Okay, you're not sure if each uh, wallet is, is covered by this or not, or like because you hold clients' money in custody, isn't it? Uh, on our side, we don't, but you know, some people in the community does. Uh, so yes, on the custodial wallet, um, mm -hmm. we we don't hold the key for the multi-sig, uh, and the people in the Salvador do, which is something we believe uh, into. But it's it's overall it's a custodial wallet, and we don't know if like this regulation applied to, to us or not. And we actually had input from two different lawyers and those inputs are contradictory. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> As usual, you, you ask two lawyers or three lawyers, you have three different, or I don't know, five different opinions that you can choose. And, you know, <laughs> and on another page, Nick, like... Moritz, Moritz, before you ask the next question, just uh, Nicholas, um, and maybe you want to stay for a session later. Darwin's going to do a session together with a, a lawyer uh, that specifically really wants to talk about uh, the legal aspects of mm -hmm. of, um, of the Bitcoin law and so on. So maybe that that could be interesting later. Anyway, sorry, continue. What, what, yeah. what time is that? Yeah, uh, it's uh, in two hours, the 8 a.m. slot, just one slot in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it will be... Yeah, Hector Torres and and Jose Rodriguez, two legal uh, tech uh, lawyers here in 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 San Salvador. All right, good. Um, yeah, like if you guys like the like all the listeners, if you like the sessions, maybe you go to um, Global BTC Fest and maybe just retweet the, the the live space so we can get this going today and a little bit more uh, momentum in here, which is already great. So like I expect I'm, I'm very interested in this um, regulation and we are very interested also to, to see being integrated in, in Bitcoin Beach Wallet because like if, if the company itself holds the Bitcoin, um, they can, they, they don't have to yeah, take it up with Bitcoin. So like I was, I was interested in this because it looks like it incentivizes self-custody. Like the, the way it is set up now, it incentivizes self-custody. And um, I'm a little bit worried about like the Chivo wallet getting too big and people are not just using this infrastructure and not really holding their own keys. What would be your take on this? Uh, I don't know, uh, maybe Nicola, what do you observe there? Is there a way that, that the El Salvadorians will really start self-custodying, especially the enterprises? Uh, just on the... Uh, customer side, which is where I have most uh, contact. I, I don't think, you know, most like for, for them custody is on top of the mind. It's just like the the jump between, you know, going from cash to, you know, physical cash with US dollar to, 
So Bitcoin is already a, a, a you know a big jump, which is probably the first step. Right? We probably most of us you know start at some point or you know Bitcoin journey with you know an exchange probably that were custodying the fund for us. Um, it, it takes you know years before you say, oh, actually you can you can really you know send it to your uh, mobile wallet or your other wallet or your multi sig. And so I don't think for now, you know, most, if anyone I have talking to really is like, this is top of mind. And I think that's fine. I think over time, hopefully the education is here and we push for it. And, you know, people understand that this, they, they can do it. Uh, uh, I'm really talking for the, you know, on the consumer retail side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know as much okay. for the enterprise. I think enterprise will be probably yeah. more. Uh, so focus on eventually maybe. Uh, custody, but not, not, I'm not that sure. You know, I think most of them right now, like the, the law is really forced on them, and basically they want to have dollar. You know, at the end of the day, they don't really want to have BTC uh, for now, and therefore what they would want to do is maybe partner with a payment processor and just you know receive USD on their wallet, and, you know, on their bank account at the end of the day, and you know, and that's it, right? So I think it will take time before people. First, they will want Bitcoin, the enterprise at least. Um, mm-hmm. um, they custody it. You know, it might take years, I believe. So then, my question would be to Rodrigo or, or Sega, you know, who's back as a co-host, is like, what's like you were talking more to the to the B two B side, to the businesses. Is there any interest to to hold Bitcoin on a balance sheet, or is this just okay? We have to accept Bitcoin now. Help me to convert it to to dollars. Um, like I don't, I, I I'm not interested in orange coin hodling actually. There's very little interest in holding the orange coin. Uh, you know, I think uh, for the Europeans here, uh, I mean, Bitcoin is something that the government mandates to companies, right? And so, uh, I think. Uh, Hola, Darwin. Uh, I think a lot of people see it as uh, uh, a little bit like European saw GDPR. You know, it's a regulation, and supposedly for a good reason, but we have to comply with it, and it's going to be annoying, sort of. Um, which is also weird to be on the <laughs> that side uh, of the, uh, such a, uh, such a thing. Um, but I guess I mean it makes sense. You know why would uh, I mean companies that want to accept and want to hold Bitcoin they can. <laughs> Nothing has stopped them for a, for a long while. But uh, if you're uh, uh, if you're a grocery store, uh, you know you're in the groceries business and not in the. Uh, not in the uh, investing in internet money business. So I think that, yeah. that makes, uh, to me, it's very sensible. Um, specifically uh, in El Salvador, that means that there is a, uh, there is a possibility of building up uh, uh, a circular economy you know, because there will be a steady inflow of, uh, of Bitcoin into the country and that creates uh, pressures for people to, to accept Bitcoin. Uh, and it creates uh, uh, it creates incentives for for people to uh, to deal uh, with uh, uh, with Bitcoin in in, uh, uh, in a day to day manner. And I think that that's uh, that's very promising. Uh, it's not at all a given. I think, and maybe we can talk a little bit about what can be done in, in that regard. Uh, but it's uh, uh, it's, it's possible and, uh, there too. I mean, it's cool that. Uh, yeah, from from the side of El Salvador, the government is, uh, uh, you know, the, the the State Department, so the Foreign Foreign Affairs uh, Department, is is actively trying to promote Bitcoin to 
they're ex exiled uh, uh, El Salvadorians living in, in the US and other countries um, as a way to, to send money home to their relatives, uh, which is cool. Uh, but also, as everything that the government does is probably not, not the most efficient, but it's, so, good. it's good that uh, you're doing something. Uh, so you, you arrived to El Salvador. How, how, how long time did you spend there? I think we were there like a week and a half, maybe uh, okay. eight or nine business days on the, on the weekend. Uh, we went to Bitcoin Beach. Uh, we hung out with the community there. We met uh, uh, the Bitcoin Beach people and all of the uh, all of the, uh, the the foreigners, the expats, uh, hanging out uh, um, uh, and met up. It's a very very nice community that I recommend to everybody to, to go down there even when there isn't a conference and just just hang out. I think it's a very uh, constructive mood. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, spend the weekend in in uh, in Horizonte uh, and uh, uh, met lots of our users uh, on the ground and talked to, to the, the Bitcoin Beach uh, community. Uh, and, and and you met you met Morris and Mac and uh, Nicholas on this trip, correct? Yeah, I think we we I think uh, Morris and I know each other since before Nicholas. I don't know if we met or not. Uh, I guess with with Bitcoin, it doesn't matter so much. We're all internet friends anyway. So uh, <laughs> meeting meeting in per person usually becomes a, a bit of a uh, of an afterthought uh, almost. Yeah, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah the con it was really great. In, uh, uh, it was really great in in El Zonte, um, as there was like a, a group of, of Bitcoiners, and it was like every day we had a little Bitcoin conference. But um, talking about the Bitcoin conference coming up, I think uh, Nicola, like um, you're you're planning something with the Galloy team and the Bitcoin Beach team. Maybe you want to uh, explain us a little bit what's what's coming up there. You're doing a a conference, I hear. Yes, that's correct. Uh, so, and, and this is actually a result of the meeting I had with you, Moritz. Um, and Sorry. I guess Rodrigo, you was here also. So basically we, we, we met, you know, financial institution here to just try to understand, you know, where they are on this like Bitcoin journey. And by meeting with, you know, some of the city of the bank in El Salvador, we understood that they're basically at, you know, starting from really zero, right? And they have no understanding of what is Bitcoin, what is blockchain, what is, you know, why Bitcoin is different than any other, you know, cryptocurrency. And, you know, some of them say, hey, sure, like we have, uh, you know, Weeper that, you know, come to see us and they want to integrate with our system. And we're like, no, that's not right. And we need to really educate, you know, basically as much people as we can. And so one... One way we think, you know, we could educate, help educate the, uh, the, the, the countries is to do a conference about Lightning. Uh, I mean, uh, about Bitcoin, but really focus on the payment part. And the payment part of Bitcoin is, is a lot about Lightning. And so we're doing a, a conference called Adopting Bitcoin, which will be from the 16th of November to 18th of November. And the goal is to bring, you know, people from abroad that are that have a lot of knowledge uh, in this space and just share the knowledge, you know, among the community on the ground. Um, and so anyone that, you know, want to know more about how uh, Lightning works and, you know, want to uh, also experience the idea of, um, 
you know, paying lightning, uh, using lightning to pay for your coffee or your, uh, you know, your hotel room or, you know, basically everything. Uh, I, I hope by November, you know, you can come to, to El Salvador and, and just experiment. So it, it's something that uh, on my side, it was quite funny. Like I, I, you know, I spent three months in, in El Zonte and basically stopped using my credit card and use lightning for day-to-day payments in a way that yeah, I forget I was just using, you know, like in, in some kind of a bubble where, uh, you know, you can probably do this only in, in, in El Salvador currently. Um, but that's a very nice feeling. Like it just works and, you know, you forget that you, in, in basically every other country in the world, like you, you don't have this, this payment system. I'd also add to that, uh, that uh, other than the, the conference is going to be great and it's a great time to, to, to visit, I think it's also a good idea to plan some uh, uh, some vacation days uh, in El Salvador. Uh, there's uh, yeah. uh, there's lovely uh, beach and surf uh, and uh, environment and there's hiking and volcano stuff and uh, and it's generally an under, under-visited country, uh, which mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, I think... Uh, there's been an impression that it's uh, uh, it's not so safe there, uh, but from from all of us uh, who have been spending time there, uh, I would say that there's hasn't been uh, one moment where uh, where any of us uh, felt uh, in any way unsafe, uh, and that uh, I at least would be uh, comfortable bringing yes. uh, my significant other and so on uh, on a uh, you know uh, more of a uh, vacation trip as well, and what's What's better than having a vacation where you can uh, where you can buy things with Bitcoin? Yeah, we're just setting up. Like I can confirm this. I felt safe uh, in El Salvador, especially in El Sonte. It was Bitcoin Beach was was perfectly fine, and I, I spent time in Brazil and elsewhere, so I felt perfectly fine there. Uh, in in San Salvador, in the city, there are some neighborhoods where you probably shouldn't go. And uh, like, watch out a little bit. But in general, I was feeling very safe and very good. We're just putting together a, a business delegation, um, which is organized by by Jeff from, from Fulmo, who's also helping out organizing the conference. We will have like, um, we want, like we started out a group of Germans, but now we, we we made it bigger. So we probably have like a European Bitcoin delegation coming of around twenty five people. But I think we could expand this easily to more. And uh, Jeff is, is desperately trying to, to to give it a hard cap. He failed at 21, and now we are 25. So you can see <laughs> it's not that easy to keep the um, 21 hard What's cap. What's this delegation going to do? Um, drink beer, um, um, visit, <laughs> um, visit the conference. <laughs> There's a German-organized delegation. So we're going to drink lots of beer, talk a lot of Bitcoin. Eat a October lot of meat, then we go to the, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. And um, of course, we have I was, like, I, yeah. I was at the Surfing Bitcoin conference, so it's a French conference last week, and now there's also a lot of French people that want to come. So there will be a, a competing, uh, I guess, delegation. So, which okay, we, we have some wine drinking there too, wine, I guess. We will have wine on our side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we, we like, we will um, visit some, um, like, the, like some, like we will have a visit with um, like the, the big geothermal plant. We will visit the conference. We will have set up different um, meetings with uh, tourism ministry, business promotion and uh, agency, 
companies and there would be a one-week trip also to El Zonte. So like, I'm really excited to this, uh, 25 Bitcoiners and two buses going through uh, um, in El Salvador. Like what could go possibly wrong? So I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I just see Ooh. JCS there and JCS is also coming to the, to the, to the conference. And uh, yeah, our, our, our friend in Colombia. So maybe he will be speaking later here. That would be interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, sorry, I have a question for Sergey and Nicolas that were, and also maybe more is that were there in El Sonte in El Salvador. Just curious, uh, how, when, when you were there, did you, did you see a, a large, uh, a, a good amount of local local people, Salvadorians coming uh, to that area and asking about orientation or or education about uh, 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 on how to use Lightning or how to use uh, the Bitcoin Beach Wallet or Bitcoin at all? Um, well, I, I can take this for, uh, maybe I, I play it over to the guys then. <laughs> I was an insufferable Bitcoin Beach Wallet shill in El Salvador. I, like, I talked to everybody and I asked like, okay, what's like, what do you think about Bitcoin? And like, there was back, I think, six weeks now or something. And people were very hesitant still. This is something the government is putting on them. And some, like a lot of people, even if they said like, oh, you know, um, I wanted to set them up with the Bitcoin Beach Wallet and they were like a little hesitant. So, um, But I then moved over to more of the merchants. And when I was like buying a, a, a can of Coke or the lunch, I was saying, I can I can pay you this with, with Bitcoin. And he's like, nah, no, I want like, I want, I want the dollar. I say, okay, I pay you the dollar, but I actually tip you with Bitcoin. So if you want to have two, three dollars, which is a lot of money in El Salvador, uh, like most of the Uber rides in the city are like two, three, four dollars or whatever. And so I usually tip them with 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 Bitcoin then, and then you you kind of could could ease them in and show them the Bitcoin Beach Wallet and all the education features. But like uh, Sergey or Nicola, what's what's your experience with the with the uptake there um, from the from the from the from the people? I think maybe Nicola should uh, uh, answer this one. From my my experience, uh, there's a. You know, there's a Bitcoin community around the Bitcoin Beach, um, uh, and uh, where they're doing you know, community-based uh, evangelism of, uh, of Bitcoin stuff. But uh, uh, and there is a there is a you know there is a broad usage of uh, of Bitcoin uh, in El Salvador, but it's like uh, you know um, I would say a little bit more from my perspective, a little bit more uh, opportunistic. Maybe like there's kids that are. Uh, taking advantage of uh, different uh, sign-up uh, rewards from uh, from uh, from foreign companies uh, that give away money and uh, use that to to buy games and stuff. Yeah, so there's a pretty good uh, good amount of those. Yeah, I don't know if I saw so many uh, people come to Bitcoin Beach uh, from local Salvador. Uh, yeah. Um, I think you know Bitcoiners should be aware that you know for the, the average person in Salvador, you know they 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 have 99 problems and, and Bitcoin is uh, is not one, uh, but now there is a thing and uh, and so they they need to be in different ways, uh, I think, uh, uh, enticed uh, uh, towards uh, this thing. But it is not exactly a law of nature that that everybody is mega uh, mega interested uh, other than. In, 
uh, how to claim this uh, this uh, this thirty dollars. At least not at first. It's uh, uh, more uh, question before. Um, no, this was, was to to Nicola how he sees like the the uptake yes. and uh, maybe also for Bitcoin Beach like Shivo Wallet of course has the president as its cheerleader and uh, it's the government wallet and uh, how do you think um, Bitcoin Beach uh, Wallet will sort of compete or will will car carve out a niche in the market uh, because it's like the the other option I mean there's also Strike but I think Bitcoin Beach. Is probably a, a good, good, good challenger to achieve. Or how, how do you want to do this, Nicola? Yeah, uh, on the education part, uh, the, there is quite a bit of people that come from San Salvador to Bolivante on the weekend because this is where they go to the beach and they go surfing. And so, when they come to Bolivante, maybe they will use the ATM to buy Bitcoin because this is at least it used to be one of the only places where they could buy Bitcoin. Of course, it's changing massively this week. Um, and I believe on the you know tech side or education side. So um, if they use a Bitcoin Beach Wallet, you know basically it will work overall. Like they will not have too much technical question because you know they don't have to manage the Lightning channel. Like it's um, from the user perspective, this is a custodial wallet. And so uh, where they will probably struggle more is on the volatility side. You know why? Okay, I, I received ten dollars, but you know, after I have like nine dollars in my wallet, you know, like is it a scam type of you know, question? And so the education on the fact that you know they they actually have sets and not USD on their wallet is probably one of the biggest challenge I see uh, for the time being. And it, it's also very dependent on you know where the price is going. Obviously, like if they see more dollars, then they you know. They, May not question why that is as much as you know if they see less that are on the wallet. Um, to, to answer your, your question, Moritz, about uh, Chivo, how it will impact um, uh, you know the use of the other wallet in the country, uh, I it is a good question. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Like um, we first, you know, the first question I have in my mind is like, you know, how is the Chivo working? You know, is it working well? And, um, I, you know, this is why I'm. This is the first question I'm, you know, asking is that is it compatible with Lightning to receive and to send? Um, so far, it seems it will be the case. But um, uh, otherwise, the other question is like, will it be a wallet with a good UX? You know, will they continue to invest you know, heavily into making this like a top, you know, top wallet, or do they just want to launch it? And you know, if there are other wallet that work in the country at some point, they will. Sunset the wallet, right? It's not clear on my side um, where it's going, and it's not clear, you know, how much basically the government wants to to have like uh, hands on on the on the use of Bitcoin and Lightning in the country. Uh, and you know, I, I hope it doesn't become the uh, wallet that is, you know, that have 19, 90, 95 percent of the users in the country because it means, you know, then it's just like. Um, a CBDC type wallet where the government can, you know, just like see and and see everything and do whatever they want with basically with a uh, customer deposit. Um, it's on Bitcoin, so it's it's, it's great, right? But uh, there is some CBDC aspect to this, like too, right? that I guess a lot of Bitcoiners have question about. And we need to see how this goes in the field. You know, how the government basically on the day to day 
how they opened the wallet, you know, do they apply, apply restriction to it and what type of restriction and why and uh, before we can have a, an informed opinion on this. Maybe. Oh, I, I want to build on that, Nicolas, and, and ask you, um, you know, for the people who are thinking about starting a business in El Salvador, and particularly wallets, um, how do you see the playing field? Like, is, is there truly a level playing field or will Chivo mean that there's always going to be a certain advantage given to the government uh, because they, they make the rules. And for example, they have, there's no net neutrality in El Salvador. And so they gave themselves kind of the, the permission to not use uh, data. Like they, they, when, when you run to a wallet, it doesn't, doesn't use any data. So the millions of Salvadorans who have bank, who have uh, mobile phones and don't often pay for, for like, to, like they don't top up their phone, um, they can access to well, and they, they couldn't access the others. So that's just one example. But um, just one hearing, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that. Yeah, the example you give is exactly the, the example I use when I say, you know, how how will it work in practice? Um, uh, yeah, like I, I don't know if yeah, I know the government says that you know, Lightning Wallet will basically not use data. I guess it's not clear to me, is it only the Chivo wallet? Is it already the case today or not? Um, and, uh, and this is how the government can have an unfair advantage. And, you know, if they really want to enforce this rule just about the data, I think it's enough to give them like a, uh, an unfair advantage because um, like in the, you know, rural, rural side, like there is a lot of people that have mobile phone and they have or have not data, you know, like typically they buy, you know, maybe five gigabytes of data and then, uh, you know, it run out and they will buy it later, more data, but at some point they may not have data. And of course, the two wallet is only one, they, only wallet they can use at this time. They will use the two wallet. Uh, so there is, um, there is not much you can do, um, <laughs> you know, like if they don't enable other wallet to use, you know, yeah, and, and also so far it's the only wallet that that has a dollar balance as well. Um, I mean, Strike has dollar balances, but it doesn't have Bitcoin balances. So the only wallet that has really the two balances is the Chivo wallet, and that also. I mean, it's it's not something that the government can, uh, you know, have a monopoly on because now there are stable coins, right? And you you could essentially use stable coins to to facilitate trade and then to like interoperate with Bitcoin. But um, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people are moving in that direction or not. Yeah, and we are adding the USD balance um, on, on the wallet. It's not here yet, but something we are working on. So I believe like this is not a, this particular feature is not a, it's just you know the state of the wallet today. It's not you know the fact that the two wallet have this is great. Uh, no, uh, and, and I believe most of the wallet will have this, this feature in the future. So this is, I, I don't see that as an unfair advantage, unless, you know, they restrict other companies to have access to the USD banking system in El Salvador, right? Uh, this is how also they could have some limitation and, you know, give them a, a, another unfair advantage. Right, right. Yeah, thanks. Okay, uh, so guys, uh, thank you so much. I mean, it feels like the, the time ran away way too fast. I have a uh, hundred questions I want to ask, uh, and we have to we have to move on to the next segment. Yeah. Uh, is, is there anything you want to say? Last thing before? Oh yeah, before? just one more point, guys. If you can do us a favor, could you retweet this adopting Bitcoin um, tweet up there? 
Um, it's the conference is organized by by Nicola and the team around Galloy, and we would really appreciate some. We, all the profits, as I understand, will go to Lightning Development, and so we really need some traction on the on the ground there and uh, to bring in local companies also. So it would be would be great if you if you help us out there. Thank you. So if you haven't used uh, Twitter Spaces before, you scroll up to the top. Uh, you scroll up to the top above the speakers. There's a tweet posted. You click on the tweet and then uh, you retweet. That's how you do it. Okay, guys, uh, you can stay on, uh, but uh, I'm going to give the uh, word to uh, Yellow. Uh, but super awesome. And um, so the, the speakers, you uh, uh, like um, if you want to follow. Uh, how it, like the, the discussions around the planning and things like that. This is completely decentralized, um, the um, uh, anarchistically created conference. So, uh, so uh, yeah, everybody's kind of co-creating it. Yeah. So uh, um, yeah, if you want to see how the solve is made, you're welcome. Um, uh, mo most speakers have been invited, but uh, I, I think many of you I didn't have time to do because. Um, I got the information yesterday. Uh, great, uh, great pulling this together, Sergey. Uh, super awesome. Yeah, thanks everyone for showing up. It was inconvenient uh, yeah, in a set of other time slots. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to to continuing these discussions and other forums.